Should have flipped it. We should have done your head first. <laughs> this is where themes came in handy. <laughs> because you the bring fucking in the roller coaster here. And hello, and welcome to another episode of I Love That Ad with the very surprised and mustachioed Aaron Chalk. How's it going, Aaron? Ba, 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 ba. You got me there now, Ferenc. You got me on the you got me on the hop there. Yeah, you said I'm ready whenever you are, and <laughs> I waited for the opportune moment to call you a liar. You yeah. were not ready. Yeah. Hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome to another fantastic episode of the podcast. Pleasure to be here with you, Shane. Pleasure as always. The pleasure is mine. How are you? Any any crack? I'm good. Do you want I'm to talk good. about the mustache? I we should just get it out of the way. So for anyone who's listening, um. I have an absolute gorgeous mustache on me at the minute. Mm. Uh, Tom Selleck will be jealous. Let's just put it that way. Um, and for those of you who are watching, you will understand the irony of what I just said. Um, I tell you, Shane, I'm not doing November. I'm not doing it for a specific reason, um, even though it is that that kind of time of year. And fair play for everyone who's doing Mo. I'm doing. I I I shaved in a mustache because I've always wanted to try what a moustache looks looks on. You're going deep on this. I was just kind of joking, but let's do it. Okay, everyone's going to find out. Go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my, my my beard, my facial hair is quite fair, quite, kind of blondy. Um, so it takes a while to grow one. So uh, the mo thing never really appealed to me from that sense that I, it'd, be, it'd be terrible. So I had a, I had a lot of uncut facial hair after a holiday. So I was like, I'll shave in a moustache. And uh, one that um, my beloved has, has never been fond of, uh, the thought of. So I brought it up and said, uh, I think I might just see what the moustache looks like. And I didn't get a hard no on it. So I spotted my gap. So I went for it. And uh, yeah, just trying it out for a week or two and see see how it goes. Fair enough. Um, yeah, the moustache is very in. A lot of a lot of people which in... is definitely why your um missus didn't give an initial. Like when Taylor Swift's boyfriend has a mustache, you know it's here. I think that's you know? where it actually came from because we were watching a couple of the Rugby World Cup matches. I love and... the way I just called um Kelsey Taylor Swift's boyfriend. <laughs> the, the the tight end for the Chiefs. Taylor Swift's boyfriend. Oh right, they're going out, yeah. Um what? You know, watch the NFL. <laughs> I don't know who's going out with who. This has been the biggest thing. Like, the NFL are, like, putting up graphics, the amount of yards he's got when Taylor's in attendance. They changed their TikTok handle to Taylor was here. Oh, the NFL have gone in on this. Oh, wow. I know I've... Uh, with I'm Travis and Jason Kelsey. Under, so, obviously, it's Travis. The tight end for the Chiefs, you know, two-time Super Bowl winning. You're a big you're a big Fair NFL play. man. Yeah, and, is... and I'm a Taylor Swift fan as well. It's just I'm not on I'm not on socials a lot now these days, so a lot of that uh a lot of that, that skims me by. But the Rugby Fair World enough. Cup has been on and uh a lot of there's a lot of mustachioed men at that playing on the pitch. And I think uh, I think that's where the resistance was. Well mustache and mullets have been in rugby always. They never really disappear. Mustache and mullets. But they're like... they're in vogue in vogue at the minute, so uh I want to try one on. There we go. Okay. Good uh good to know. Good to know. Um and I believe everyone who's listening and watching is delighted to to know that. I wonder how long it'll last. That's what we're all wondering. 
Probably not long. <laughs> Probably not long. So it's not going well. Are well you, you're just, I hated it at the start. It's kind of slowly growing on me. Literally slowly growing on me. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll play loosey-goosey. See how it goes. Maybe we should do a poll on LinkedIn when this goes out. Should what's interesting... Oh, we, we won't do that. Uh, what's interesting <laughs> is... Um, a hair poll. Sorry. You have a moustache when you have a beard. So I think there's mm. a... Nothing really changes on your face apart from looking at it. So as an experience, apart from your chin being cold. Yeah. Um, I don't have a strong chin as well, so it's it's doesn't help. The beard kind of helps, you know, mask a weak chin. Well, that's what every man has a beard for. <laughs> you don't have like. a chin. You famously have zero chin. I don't chin even on have either. a chin. My chin actually stops here. <laughs> um, this is a very long beard. Okay, cool. So I'm sorry for boring our listeners with that. Um... But we are into another free We mustache episode. into the ads, Shane. Yeah, yeah, y'all. That's what I deal with, everyone. That's what I deal with. He doesn't run these by me. <laughs> this is why people come back week on week. This is why it they is. come back. In fairness, it is. Um, Very niche okay, comedy. Okay, so we are free gaff again, which means myself and Aaron just brings one ad each and we just chat through. Um, so let's kick straight into it, if you can call that after talking about mustaches for five minutes. Uh, what have you brought, Aaron Chalk? What have I brought? Uh, I'm just going to... We just we just watched the ad and then we chat about it afterwards. I'll go into, the, go into it then. So, first day of school, last day of your lives. Some s*** going to go down and I don't think you're going to like it. Here's the thing. I am going to kill. All of you. I want to kill people. Bang, bang! You're dead. <laughs> I set the date. You are going to regret not talking to me. <laughs> oh, you have no idea what I'm talking about. But you will. Please talk me out of this. The gun is in my hand. Ah! Hey, fair warning. Stay home tomorrow if you want to live. Today's the day? Today is the day. Today is the day. The day my massacre begins. Some of you guys are all right. Don't go to school tomorrow. <laughs> I mean it. Seriously, I'm going to shoot up at elementary school right now. After all the name calling, I want to go down as the best school shooter in history. I'm, I'm going to shoot up an elementary school right now. I want to kill people. Some of you guys are all right. Don't go to school tomorrow. <laughs> I set the date. You are going to regret not talking to me. <laughs> Some it's going to go down, and I don't think you're going to like it. So, first day of school, last day of your lives. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty pretty nuts. So for anyone who is just listening, uh, you obviously heard a lot of stand-ups do uh, kind of a lot of kind of killing jokes. Um, 
those were real threats made by people who uh, carried out um, mass shootings in uh, schools in the States. Um, so what the Sandy Hook Promise, uh, which is a non-profit that is geared towards trying to eliminate these shootings being a thing going forward um, that arisen out of the Sandy Hook uh, atrocity, um, the they took these real threats that were seen as jokes by the actual shooters uh, and turned them into jokes that were said by stand-up comedians and uh, to show that you should really take things that even if it, even if they're they seem flippant uh serious when it comes to those, those kind of things um it was created by bbdo new york uh and all the comedians obviously gave their gave their time as, as part of the campaign um I don't know about you, Shane, but the, the, the reason I, I, I saw that about a month ago and it stuck with me ever since because I really thought these were clips from actual stand-up uh, performances until the, the reveal reveal happened. And that, that kind of, that really, that really kind of grabbed me in and it's uh, it was just a really powerful piece. Yeah, yeah, it's really powerful. Um, uh, but like... It's it's a weird one to digest, right? Because it's not for us. Yeah. Like it doesn't happen here. So like we were never brought up or are bringing our kids up in a place where you do a fire drill and you do a shooter's drill. Do you know what I mean? That kids know how to barricade themselves in a room with the desks and where to hide out of view. You know? So it's it's like I think for us it's the it's the surrealism, I don't know, for me, sorry, I won't say for us, it's the surrealism of it being a thing, right? And I know, I guess we've been digesting it as a problem, which, not a shared problem, but a problem that's happening in America um, or USA um, for quite some time now as we've grown up. But it's the, I think what the, the power of it is, um yeah just that it's, it's not all threats are jokes you know what i mean take them seriously but then you wonder like if you took every single thing someone i assume was that they were written on the internet uh, i believe so yeah tweets mm. yeah like the scary thing about that is if you took everything that was a threat of violence on the internet seriously i don't think anyone would leave their house <laughs> do you know um so yeah it's such a fucked up thing like it's just like that just hits me as in like jesus christ like it's not it's it there's nothing in particular like it's a really interesting way to bring bring to life that these people weren't joking by using comedians getting laughs but like it's it's a way to kind of tap into that by obviously they're very recognizable faces as comedians um but I find it difficult as someone who doesn't live in the environment where this happens, difficult to even just see past what they're fucking talking about. The actual topic itself. Yeah, I, being I so find it outlandish. difficult to see. Yeah, like it's a, it's a clever way to connect those two things. But for me, it just seems so fucking surreal hmm. as a problem that I find it really difficult to process the strategy behind it because in my head, you just, you know, one school shooting and that's it then. 
you know, that's that should be enough. You shouldn't have to make a campaign. <laughs> like, you know, it's so because it, it's so such a crazy thing, you know. Yeah. Um, it's like the house is on fire and you have to convince people to use water to put it out. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's, it's a hard thing to process when you're not from there. Um, I think it's a hard thing know. to process, I'd imagine, for the people who are there as well, that it's still but, a thing. Yeah, but what I mean is it's been a thing for a lot of their lives. And as I said, from primary school age, they, they learn about like evacuating, mm. you know, what to do. Like it's, it's taught. It's a problem. It's, it happens all the time. So for us, we're so disconnected from it. That's what I mean. It's a, it's a tough one, but like it's super powerful. But I don't know if it's super powerful because it's good or if it's super powerful because it's just a fucking horrible thing to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, it just seems crazy. It's just, uh, but that's it's really it's it, it, if t- to leave my kind of shock to one side of of what it is or trying to process it as a problem. It's a it's a it's quite a clever way to to an impactful way to kind of bring um kind of that threatening online to life but uh i don't know how yeah i don't know how you police it as i said like people say crazy shit online like it's it's its own problem it's its own um yeah it's its own fucking crazy thing um it reminds me of what was the ad the the head of the uh nra NRA give the commencement address or the graduation, the graduation address. address and it was empty all empty chairs it was all the died kids so they tricked them yeah. yeah was that Peter Dobbin brought that to us I think it might have been I think it might have been yeah it was that was that was brilliant yeah same 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 process so it's not this campaign it's like it's such a hard thing to realize when you you know what I mean that you're like fuck yeah that's a clever way to talk about that problem but how do you even just, measure like the success of these type of campaigns? Do you know what I mean? It's I don't think if anything, if, if we're going to be honest, I, do, I don't think you can. I don't think there is like the only success is less. Um, I didn't mean that to rhyme, but um, is less shootings. And that's not the trajectory of any of the statistics as far as I'm aware. So. I don't know. Think I don't live in that country. I have no idea. You know what I mean? It's it's uh does make a great film a, a bit actually, doesn't it? <laughs> this is not the most problem. You yeah. know. Um uh but it's uh yeah, it's a crazy thing to wrap your head at. It's something that I've g i have gave up on. I, I remember watching bowling for Combine when I was um when I was a teenager and like being like, What? Thinking like that was a real standalone event Mm. and then kind of the older you get and the more you see and the worse it gets you're like this is i don't even know how to like what you know what i mean at least if something feels like it happens once you're like oh that's that's a terrible thing to happen once and you got to figure out ways to deal with it but when it happens all the time you're like what the fuck is going on yeah um uh i know it's complex seems to be a complex issue over there otherwise they would have fixed it but uh like a lot of a lot of things tie into it like there's a lot of mental health there's a lot of there's a lot of problems um but yeah it's really powerful like but as i said for me personally i don't know if it's really powerful because the topic is so 
disgusting that it shouldn't happen or because the creative production is like i can analyze that it's 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 a clever way to bring it to life mm. these aren't jokes get a comedian to say it but it's just a shame that the campaign has to exist really it's just probably the truth of the matter yeah so a nice bright and easy way to open up the podcast <laughs> this week yeah you're some man for this you love an old cause don't you um okay let's move swiftly on to something that's going to seem (laughs) awful insanely uh insanely uh on the other end of the spectrum we should have flipped it we should have done your head first (laughs) fucking hell man fucking i promise the next free gaff i will not have a downer of an ad no, it's okay. Look, if if they're good ads, you got to bring them. But it's just the contradiction between the two different styles. This is where themes came in handy. <laughs> <laughs> because you bring in the fucking roller coaster here. A fucking roller coaster. And to that vein, I give you Cadbury's Crunchies Friday Feeling 1990. Roll it. Oh, I'm so excited. with crunchy Shane that is what they call in the business excellent linkage there excellent linkage yeah unbelievable Uh, Marty Whelan we're coming for your job um so this ad I'm pretty sure this ad is the only reason I liked crunchy bars (laughs) what I think about it and like I don't eat one. It wouldn't even be in my top 10. If I was to walk in hungover into a Sentra and to be like, yeah, okay, I've got a chicken filler. Not that I get to be hungover anymore. But if I'm remembering like when I was in my 20s, being like, yeah, I'll get this. Oh, give me a Luke's Aid Sport. Yeah, I need that. And like, you're like, you're grabbing a bit of chocolate on the way out. Um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> on the way out, you have to pay for it first. Then. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't look twice at a crunchy. But some say you spit on them. As a kid, crunchy. They were a real thing, weren't they? They were like fucking monstrous, man. They were, and I, I think you're right. I think it is down to this ad because it created the Friday feeling thing, Mm -hmm. and that the 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 shorthand became thank crunchy. It's Friday. Yeah, this ad, by the way. Ran for 17 years. Unchanged. Unreal. And it could run again. 1991 uh, to 2008. That's... And actually, it, it goes to... Um, and this isn't just a whack of nostalgia why this is a great ad. It actually just is a solid ad. There's a, um, a recent article by um, the the deity that is uh, Mark Ritson uh, mm-hmm. the last two weeks that delves into the whole topic of campaign wear out and creative wear out and uh, it uses alongside in between the swear words it uses a lot of research and numbers and figures and facts and all the good stuff uh, which basically proves that that not only is creative wear out not as big of a problem as as we might have thought 
but it's actually not really a thing at all. It only really comes into play when it's to do with a time sensitive event, like an ad for the an offer and a, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like an actual event based um mm-hmm. thing. So if you're running a World Cup ad two weeks after the World Cup, obviously yeah. it's gonna have wear out. Now I'm 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 condensing the, the entire in depth yeah, article Aaron, into a into a paragraph. How c- you're costing the industry loads of money to not make a million dollar and that is every that, two years. That's literally How dare what he, you? What he says at the end, he's going, "Sorry, this is more bad news for creative agencies," and it's and it and it is. Uh, and we've we've been having this discussion with some of our clients now, where they're like, "Well, what about the ad we met a year or two ago?" And we've been telling them it's perfectly fine. You know, it it it, mm. it is not as as tired in the marketplace and by the ears of consumers as you might think it is because you're looking at it. For years on end, uh, and I think the crunchy is just this is just a really lovely reminder of just how solid these ads that aren't. It isn't just because it's nostalgic that we watched it at grown up. It's just that's a that's a really good ad that worked really hard and that would still work. I would guess just as hard, if not harder now. Like the music is great. Oh, like I think, like I don't even know what a fucking crunchy is. Like, is it honeycomb? Is it just a yeah. bit of honeycomb? It's a it's a oh. it's a solid finger of honeycomb dripped in chocolate, essentially. Yeah, I swear to God, this one. I remember we had it with Jerry before, and the Cadbury Bunny made me like Cadbury caramel. These two, so my two go tos were Crunchy and Cadbury caramel. Neither really? of those, as a grown man with taste buds, would I touch <laughs> either of those things now. So that I, just shows the I, power. Of these ads. My sister-in-law would have a crunchy religiously. Love them. The little the little bite-sized ones. Uh, in fairness, absolutely love them. And they are a great addition. Fantastic addition to a chocolate cheesecake. Oh, yeah. yeah Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. But it's the honeycomb. Right? It's the honeycomb. It's a game changer. Honeycomb in cheesecakes are a game changer. Just to, just as a little aside to everyone there. The game changed about fucking 15 years ago there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> just, got them, just got them in Mayo. <laughs> <laughs> they just landed last week, lads. Have you heard about this? Have you seen this? <laughs> yeah. You tried breaking up a crunchy. Um, <laughs> but this was made by Euro Ores CG. Or a well-known. <laughs> well, it's Have Us Worldwide now. Right. So okay. it was, or maybe it's EU Oro. Or us, CD. <laughs> um, God bless them. Yeah, we just have us worldwide. This is who made this. Yeah, around for 17 years. I love the animation. I couldn't find out who actually, what production house made the animation. By assumption, it would have been uh, who, um, what are they? They make Wallace and Gromit. Um, Ardmore. Ardmore. That'd be my assumption for the year and the quality. Kind of looks like um, their characters, doesn't it? Um, yeah. There is particular things in this ad that that struck me for the first time ever um, mm-hmm. on this. And it was the techniques that they used around uh, aspect ratios. I thought were brilliant. And we see these, these same techniques being used the last couple of years on social that like blow people's minds. And the same techniques that are being used on these 3D billboards where they're just digital billboards, but they... They they make a fake black bars to seem as if they're coming out of mm-hmm. a poster, making it a 3D. So if, if we skip in, so when when it, the ad starts, it's in its classic cinema letterbox format. And then at 12 seconds, when the spaceship breaks out of the atmosphere or the, the bursts bubble kind of thing, 
it then goes full screen because it bursts onto the full screen, which I just thought was was mm. lovely. It just brought it through. And then when you when it come it's coming back down to earth, the roller coaster goes over the black bars into the regular cinema aspect ratio. It stays in that for a while until your man is falling and he's falling through the letter boxes versus the so oh yeah so oh i see what you're saying there yeah interesting yeah and then it, it, it goes back into full screen uh the four by three when it splashes into the pool and the chocolate so it uses yeah, it uses those bars cleverly to to create impact and the then at the end once. the crunchy breaks the black bars as well the splash yeah the splash of the so, chocolate and yeah. the honeycomb oh, i never noticed that like that's pretty pretty cool technical kind of use of the screen from a yeah. that was that was conceived definitely just for tv potentially cinema at the time there was no online there was no digital mm. uh, that's 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 good craft i think right there yeah definitely like I also think what I found interesting with this ad is it's the gold feels so fucking decadent. <laughs> it feels like a an expensive bar. It feels like Toblerone. Like if they like the fact that they use cartoon brings it down to like more kiddie. But all their color schemes and maybe this was the same with Dairy Milk Cadbury. Maybe I just was attracted to like yellows and purples these real decadent colors because they use purple as the space color here they don't use like yeah, navies or dark blacks or grays it's all purple, super, the purple. Like, it's like real like intense colors like yellow that's our color for the honeycomb um oh we're gonna need to get a fucking crunchy now aren't we it's coming up to lunchtime. Oh, yeah i know um but yeah no i just it just when i heard it and i thought of thinking like She's that ran for ages. Then I saw it ran for 17 years. Thank Crunchy. It's Friday, as you said, was the iteration that came out of it. That Friday feeling like really trying to own Fridays. Um, I just thought it was a great piece of a great, great piece of work. And you're associating and that, time. that fun Friday with the product as well. You're infusing that into the yeah. product, like making it a tradition, making it a habit going, ah, sure, it's Friday. Treat myself. Exactly. No, it's uh, yeah, really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. Um, okay, that is it for another episode of I Love That Ad. That was a bit of a roller coaster, if we are not going to lie. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if you are listening and you want to watch those ads, go to workwithfoe forward slash podcast and you can see all the ads that will be up there. And as well, if you have an opportunity to like, review, or share, all those nice things, um, please do. Um don't be afraid to send us on any ad recommendations or any guests you'd like us to have us on. We're all ears. Um, we have um, some very exciting guests coming mm. up in the next couple of weeks again. So make sure to uh, stay tuned over the next couple of episodes. We have a few free gaffes and then we've got some big names landing. So um, hopefully, I'm not going to tell you which ones because then they're, you're just going to listen to those ones. Um, but uh, we'll leave it People there. People only for listen the for the free gaffes. They hate the guests. They only listen for I the heard yeah, people don't give a shit about the guests because everyone has heard what they have to say about everything already. So it's they want to hear our hot takes on random ads. You mean our guests are on other podcasts apart from Morshane? What? Uh, 
look, I I wanted them to sign an NDA and that they wouldn't work with anyone. For, we put them on garden leave for 12 months. After <laughs> yeah, an exclusivity. <laughs> exclusivity deal for at least 12 months. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we're going to leave it there. Until next time. Goodbye.